umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with andy anderson and today breaking news out of columbus ohio state coach urban meyer has put has been put on administrative leave um reports say that uh his wife knew of the abuse of his assistant coach on uh, of his wife um so basically you have assistant football coach zach smith uh has been had been charged multiple times uh with abusing his wife and that urban's urban meyer's wife knew about it and conjecture is uh whether urban meyer knew about it um at the big 10 meetings he denied knowing anything about it uh but there's starting to be a lot of speculation and Ohio State is bowed to pressure and is doing an investigation. Um, well Andy, what do you think about the quality of Ohio State's investigative process? Well, I'd be very leery of it. I, I don't think that they're going to do anything that gets rid of uh, uh, um, Urban. They don't want to get rid of him. The football will count more than the investigation. I think the rug will be lifted and this will be sweeped under. Swept under. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I think it'll be a, it's a red herring if you expect that they're going to do something serious about this and uh, show the door to Urban Meyer. That ain't going to happen. Well, and I have to agree. I mean, um, you know, we've seen this before. And, and, and let me be clear, it's not a question of whether he should be fired. It's a question of if Ohio State will fire him. Um, there's, a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of conjecture in the media that, that Joseph will not be back. Um, now, That's, I heard that, yeah. Now, part of it is, uh, you know, is, is there something that we don't know yet? Unfortunately, I mean, we've seen this before. I mean, you know, Jim Trussell had some interesting interactions with the FBI and, uh, you know, he's still a hero down there. Um, and Urban Meyer has been quite successful as a coach. He has a, a squeaky clean reputation, and we can debate whether that's deserved or not. Um, the reality is, is that he's very popular down there. Um, and, and, you know, I think the saddest thing is, even, you know, if it is true and he did somehow get fired, he could have a job in 10 or 15 minutes at any any number of programs. So I, I think that, you know, we've had this problem in the Big Ten. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this before. Is, is is the Big Ten special in a bad way? I mean, we've had this issue at, at Penn State. We have the issue at Michigan State. Um, you know, they're both vying for largest payout to victims. Um, we have the Michigan State player... Uh, referring to Michigan as little sister, and now we have uh, Urban Meyer ignoring, um, you know, ignoring allegations, or actually more than allegations, uh, ignoring uh, his assistant coach beating on, you know, on his wife. So you really have to wonder, um, you know, how much has really changed, how much, what it's going to take for uh, this stuff to not be tolerated anymore, and. You know, I know I, I've talked to people and they think that I'm I'm drawing a, a you know a web between the programs, but I think it's an attitude um, 
it's an attitude of, of ignoring things. It's an attitude of everything's fine. Let's just let's just you know put our head in the sand. And I tell you, I, I was shocked. You know, the jostling between Michigan and Michigan State goes back. You know, Mike Hart, little brother, and uh, you know I'm sure the player who referred to, to Michigan as a little sister thought that was real cute. But considering that Michigan State is paying out over a half a billion dollars to um, female victims who've been ignored by their athletic department. Uh, just it just it's a really bad look. And I have a few comments on that particular thing too. Michigan State has a chip on their shoulder that's been a stock and trade of D'Antonio ever since he's been there and at Michigan State it was there long before he got there. They want to feel Abused, they want to feel put down, they want to feel that they are the underdog and that they can come out fighting because of that and overcome and overwhelm uh, all odds. That's their stock and trade. I didn't find that uh, disturbing and I didn't find it impressive. Um, so what if he said that? It's just more bulletin board stuff for the University of Michigan to put on the wall and seek some revenge for. You know, but but my problem, Andy, is this goes beyond bulletin board stuff. Um, it, it's just not funny, and and I know there are people. Well, it's not. I wasn't impressed with it either. You know, again, it, and what's interesting to me is here we have, you know, these very serious issues happening, and then you have the media going crazy over. You know, Jim Harbaugh's reported comments telling Wilton Spate not to eat chicken because chicken's a jittery bird. Um, and, and I just, you know, the stupid things that people get wound up about. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm underwhelmed on that one, too. You know, the people that played for Schindler didn't always love him. If this is true, and I don't know it's true. I just heard some comments on it, and I don't know what the truth really is. I haven't uh, investigated it or gone into it that deeply. But I can tell you that a lot of the players that played for Schembechler didn't like him while they were playing for them, this first class especially. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is another another thing that, that's going to get, that, that is just done to get some, uh, some looks uh, on a column, that kind of thing. I'm, I don't take that too seriously. Never, you know, all, how many times have you heard State talk, and how many times have you heard him say things that were controversial? Well, see, here's he the thing. But, Andy, I don't think it's controversial. And, and I don't think it, you know, Spate came back and said, listen, it was, it was in a positive way. And, and what I think is funny is that. For those of us who've been following Harbaugh, you know, day in and day out, okay, um, yeah. I look at it as a symbolic thing. He's like, listen, you know, don't listen to, you know, it's not literally eating chicken. It, it's paying attention to all the naysayers, um, you know, and, and the exact quote is, don't eat chicken because it's a nervous bird. Well, you know, he's telling Spade to buck up, okay, but again, you have, you know, the media and, and, and the, the, a, a large number of, of football fans who are like, oh, Harbaugh literally doesn't like chicken. Oh, come on. And, and I, I read an article that tried to put Harbaugh on a bad light because of it. 
I'm sure. And that, yeah. that's ridiculous. I was I didn't think it was the wrong thing to say. For one thing, you didn't want state to be nervous, and um, that's kind of a good simile. I didn't see anything wrong with it. You know, I I think it shows. You know, and we've we've mentioned this before that. You know, the media builds you up and the media built and tears you down. Now, the reality is, is that um, I think that we can all agree that um, Harbaugh hasn't been nearly as successful as we hoped he would have been. Okay, so after two or three after two or three years of a lot of, uh, I guess, credit, you know, people giving him the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're looking at the record and they're, and they're kind of saying, "Okay, uh, you know, time's time." And I, I think we, I think we all agree with that. Um, but it is interesting that, uh, you know, for you know, Jim Harbaugh pretty much goes to the Big Ten meetings and, and doesn't start with a statement and just takes questions. And the story is, oh, Harbaugh showboating, and the media seems to jump on. You know, again, it's Michigan. Um, you know, I heard John Bacon uh, relay a, a, an anecdote, you know, when he was talking to Rich Rodriguez. You know, Rich Rodriguez talked about how at one point before coming to Michigan, he almost won a national championship. But at Michigan, he gets a hangnail, and that, that's a bigger story than him almost winning the national championship. And it's just, it's just, it's just the focus and the bright lights in Ann Arbor, um, you know, again, uh, and the anticipation. So it's interesting that, you know, um, everything Harbaugh does, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is, is big news. Um, and, again, it's amazing that, you know, if I can only imagine if, if Harbaugh was in a similar position, um, you know, if he'd covered up for a coach in this way for something this heinous, um, the media would be feasting. And I'm already saying... But, uh, well, this, this year, this year, Scott uh, Frost is the, the Nebraska gear. What's his name? All of a sudden, I've forgotten it. Um, and since the, and since they stole that national champion, half of the national champion from Michigan through political means, I've always not liked him too well. And uh, he's made some at the UFC, uh, uh, UCF game there. This year he made some comments about at least he showed Michigan how hard they play, can play, and that, things along that. So I'm, he's a new darling this year. And Harbaugh, Harbaugh's demeanor was different this year. He was more laid back. He wasn't a star. There weren't rockets going off like there had been the first couple, three years that he's uh, done this. And I thought his demeanor was good, and I think he's serious and paying attention to business. I see nothing wrong with it. I'm glad that he's toned it down a little. Well, and again, you know, he's he, this is the year he really needs to come through. Um, I think he's made some changes in the program, specifically in the offensive line coaching. Um, and again, we're going to see what we're going to see. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that we're actually getting to the point where there will be practices and games coming up, and we can stop this silly season of dicing. You bet it's been a, of dicing it's been a long, a long off season. You know, this year. we can stop dissecting every utterance and every, you know, everything that people say because really it only matters what happens on the field. And 
the thing that will be interesting coming back to the Urban Meyer situation is, um, you know, again, how quickly they can move this along and make a decision. Um, and, and again, we will see. I mean, we really don't know, you know, with something like this, once they start looking, you don't know what else they're going to find. And, you know, again, I agree with you that um, more likely than not, he'll be back chastised and, and you know this will probably give him a few more headaches um, but other than that he'll be back and chastised unless they, they run across something else and being Ohio State you never know what that might be i got some very good Ohio State friends and they're good football fans and they know what's going on with football they have attention to it and everything and when there's a scandal at, at Ohio State they just don't give a damn they don't care it doesn't. It doesn't weigh on them like it seems to weigh on the University of Michigan when something adverse in the news uh, hits your university. They don't care. They're, they're a different group in that respect. Or at least, at least a lot of them that I talk to are in the don't care class. One thing, too, that we that Harbaugh said that uh, uh, in Chicago was. Um, he was asked if there was going to be an offensive coordinator this year, and he responded with great collaboration. I think that's what we're striving for with our offensive coaching staff and great additions. Jim McElwain has been a great addition. Ed Warner, Sharon Moore, and I have to agree with all of that. He said Jay Harbaugh is doing a good job, and Pat Hamilton is doing a great job. So it's going to be more of the merrier in calling the plays this year. Um, maybe there'll be a certain symmetry there where the where, where the, the group will be uh, greater than the individuals. So we'll see how that works or whether you'll get a lot of criticism. He said it's been a tremendous collaboration. So he seems to be happy with it. Well, no, no. It's the off season, so I hope everybody's happy right now. Um, but again, you know, again, we can, we, you know, we can beat the drum here. It's interesting uh, if something does, if Meyer does leave this way, it seems to be the uh, the way Ohio State coaches go out. They seem to, uh, you know, go out in a in a blaze of infamy. Um, But, you know, I, I, I want him to come back because I want to beat him. You know, I don't want it to him to go out and uh, basically, you know, when Michigan does turn things around against Ohio State, I don't want their excuse to be that, um, you know, that, that Urban Meyer left. And, and you, know, um, you know, back to Michigan news, uh, Kareem Walker, you know, a top recruit previously has left the team. And transferred to uh, a JUCO, junior college in Kansas. Um, you know, again, another player who came in highly touted and uh, just just really didn't get it done. Um, you know, and again, um, you know, basically, <clears throat> uh, again, real excited about him coming in, highly recruited, highly regarded, and it just goes to show. You know, I don't. Why I don't put a lot of stock into getting excited about recruiting or stars. I care what they do on the field. And um, 
hopefully he'll get he'll get his act together and and you know continue to be uh, you know get back and and get his career back online. But again, unfortunately, another another player who did not live up to his billing at Michigan. Um, I don't think he hurt Michigan's backfield very much by going this year. He didn't get many carries last year, and he hasn't been impressive. And for a while, he wasn't impressive in the classroom, so they sent him to uh, an academy type of school for a while, for a year. And I hoped, I hoped that maybe he had gotten his act together because the kid does have talent, football talent. Uh, but he's not going to display it at Michigan. They're not going to miss it. They got Higdon and Evans on that third back thing. A kid by the name of Taylor has been mentioned at the end of the spring. Is maybe perhaps he'd be a surprise if it was him. Um, but they need a third back, and once they get that third back, they're going to be solid. Without it, if they don't have injuries, if that's a solid core of experienced people, and they're all bigger, stronger, faster, according to other reports, according to reports. So. It could be a good year for the running game if the offensive line has got the guts that we think it's going to have. I'm very optimistic about Michigan's chances of success. They've got the chance to really prove it on the battlefield because they've got all those away games. Now, Notre Dame as a starting game worries me because Patterson is not played in the kind of system that Harbaugh puts forth. The system was not a mission. Uh, Ole Miss was a rudimentary kind of offense. And Michigan's even the simplified version is more complex. So they're going to be growing pains for Patterson. You've got to expect it when he's coming into new coaches, new environment, new competition, and that first game against Notre Dame will be a real test for him. And it will give us our first opportunity to see how good Michigan can be this year. I'm hoping hoping that they'll win, and I know that every Michigan fan is. And if they don't win it, they at least look good uh, and come close because whether they win at Notre Dame or not isn't going to determine whether or not they become Big Ten champions. And I think that's that's the real goal this year. That's something they have to do finally. they got to play in that playoff game and win it. And I'll agree with that. So that's going to be it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.